I'm Taylor Strecker, and this is Younger Uncovered, a podcast dedicated to all things younger. In this episode, we're going to be revisiting Younger Season 2, in which Liza's web of lies gets oh so deliciously dangled and begs the question, how far would you go to keep a secret? I have two very special guests here to help me recap this killer season, Younger Writers and Producers Eric Zicklin and Dottie Dartland-Zicklin. Hey guys, how are you? Hi, Hi great, thank Taylor. you for having us. You're also married! We are. <laughs> That's right. What is it like to work with your significant other? Yeah, Dottie, what's it like? <laughs> yeah, Dottie, what's it like? <laughs> we uh, very much have our own areas of expertise. Eric is a master jokes craftsman. He worked on Frasier. So we. I don't question the craftsmanship of a joke. Smart. I'm more character heart person. Okay. So he doesn't question me on the... The lady's intentions. But sometimes I still do, as Joe Walsh would say. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you a question, but you don't have to answer if it makes you uncomfortable. But when was like, what what do you fight over at work? Like, what's the thing that could get you into a fight over work? Hmm. I don't want to make you guys, I don't want to get you guys in a fight right now. This is the first job we ever worked together. So at first, and even maybe in season two, which we're going back to remember yes we probably had a lot of need to practice working together it hadn't been our our usual we met at work but we hadn't worked together in a long time so uh-huh. we're we needed a, a year or two to even realize <laughs> that face. that headline that Dottie provided we, we didn't go in with that we had to sort of stumble into it I think and come to you know some agreements the hard way you just you don't you know you're used to being um, one of the writers in the room, but yeah. now you're one half of a partnership. So yes. it's a lot of thinking before you speak, in my opinion, for me anyway, I'll say is like, hold on, is this something Dottie disagrees with? Or should I maybe just wait a beat, let her speak before I leap in? And, you know, it's mostly about, I think, pausing before uh, reacting. Don't ah. react so fast, maybe be quiet for a moment and see how the moment develops. Before I don't know how to be quiet. Yes, I, agree. I know it's hard. To, it's, well, I'm going to be working with my girlfriend very soon. She's oh. going to be producing me. That's terrifying to yes. me. <laughs> how many fights do you think we're going to get into on yeah, this trip? I would say fifteen. Plenty. And that's for me. For me, it's there's there's no reward for being fast and and first. Yes, there can be great rewards in maybe waiting a second or two. Good advice. I like this. <laughs> I'm also going to use this as a catalyst to get into season two. Yes. You know, okay. So uh, season two is where this love triangle really starts. Okay. Yeah. So speaking about working together, Liza and Charles work together. Mm-hmm. So does that make Charles maybe an unfit partner? Like, let's say Josh wasn't even in the picture. Would he? Would it be a bad idea for them to work together? Especially because he's, they're not only working together, he's the boss. Mm-hmm. What do we think about that? Well, that's a major obstacle. Major. And then the other major obstacle is he doesn't know her true age. Right. So we have these built-in romantic comedy obstacles that you're always, as writers, looking for. Right. Because it's so hard to keep characters apart. There's almost no reason. Two people are single. Right. Well, they work together. We've got two major obstacles for Charles. Yes. Okay, so this season starts and Josh knows Liza's secret, okay? And he wants her to come clean. She's not quite ready to. She's about to. And then Kelsey announces the imprint, so now she's says that she can't, you know, now tell her the truth because it will ruin everything with the imprint. I have to ask you, though, do you think that this is the point of no return for Liza? Because season one, she was really lying because she was just trying to survive. 
But now she actually has a real opportunity to tell Kelsey. She could tell her right before Millennial launches the truth. You know, it's early enough. And she chooses not to. So is this when Laya becomes a liar? I'll just say no. Okay. And then I know Dottie is prepared with, for because this this conversation wasn't just then. It's been constant. Right. We are always in the writing room almost like prosecuting Liza and saying, is she doing the right thing right now? Is right. she doing the right thing now? Like, what about now? What if this happened? Would that? What would be her options then? Why is she not saying this to Charles already? Or why hasn't, as you say, why hasn't she said this to Kelsey yet? Right. And viewers might like to know, Darren Starr is very much an advocate of Liza being a little naughty, yeah. being a little unethical. He likes to dirty up her character. Right. right. Eric and I really like to keep her cleaner and nicer. <laughs> yes. And so we're always fighting in the writer's yes. room. Could so, there, right. Is there a way that she wouldn't be immoral for her behavior? In that moment specifically, yes. Darren yes. said, you know, I like this. We're dirtying her up a little bit. You know, She's not making the absolutely correct choice. I said, but if you look at it, yeah. this is Kelsey's big chance True. to have an imprint. And if she were to blow it up, that's very selfish of her. It is to blow very it up. selfish, actually. And there's a there's I don't know what season it is, but there's time where Maggie says, you know, why are you gonna what, like you're ruining everybody's time by telling the secret? Like just keep the damn secret up. That's what happens. What Eric just said. Sometimes if she can sit and wait in a moment, then take it back to Ma- Maggie. Uh-huh. Then she can unpack it and figure it out. And Maggie also, the character of Maggie is very much like the devil on your Talk shoulder. Talk about naughty. Yeah. She's yeah. always leading her down the path of destruction. <laughs> True. In the most amazing way possible. Exactly. But you guys do a very good job. I didn't know that, that Darren's kind of like naughty, naughty. You guys are like, good, good, devil, angel. Because that so comes through in Liza's character. I mean, it really does. It's the complete translation from the writer room to what we actually see on screen. It's amazing. Well, speaking also of, you know, Liza's, this line in particular, and all the lies really, is lying ever justifiable? So we talk about season one. She lies about her age so she can get a job in publishing. She tried the honest way. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Now we're in season two, and there's a lot of different lies that she's, you know, telling or, you know, having to continue to tell. So is it ever justifiable just across the board from a moral standpoint to lie? I believe yes. I do too. Yeah, I'd say of course. Haven't Otherwise, we all? Yes. How am I here? Hello? <laughs> I lied. <laughs> <laughs> We're parents of a 14-year-old, and we are constantly going over this territory. Oh, yeah. God. How, what is that? I didn't even think about that yes. perspective. Well, you don't have to say you don't like this present. Right. Just lie. Oh, when Just lie. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, sometimes lies protect other people's feelings, mm-hmm. and sometimes lies are horrible and selfish. But I think the majority of at least of lies is lies, especially up to this point in season two. They're, they're, they're nice lies. They're good lies. They're protective lies. Agree? That's how I see her. Yes. Yeah? Nice way to agree. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys ever let your ambition get in the way of a friendship or personal relationship, or have you ever had to lie for your career personally? I think every job interview, you are trying to avoid lying while also trying to accentuate so certain truths yes. and ignore other truths. Um, it's a lot, a lot so of omission it, yeah. of truth-telling, yes. And so is the person interviewing you is it's not going to tell you how unhappy you'll be if you choose this job or how much awaits. I don't know. There's much like dating. Yeah. Is is a first date a simpo- like a symphony of lies? 
Yes. <laughs> Often. You're blowing my mind. Yes. Right? So yeah. I think when we approach one another human to human, we start with our best intentions and hide our worst. It's like the highlight reel. It's like Instagram. Yes. You're the Instagram versions of ourselves mm -hmm. in the beginning. And then right. we let people see everything else unfold. And Liza's meeting, other than Maggie and her daughter, she's really meeting a lot of people. Yep. And so starting off with her best intentions and her best foot, she would probably have loved to have met Kelsey under honest terms, not Absolutely. under these conditions. They would have been much better, quicker, deeper friends that way. Right. But just not the way they were lucky enough to meet one another. So something else that happens in season two is that we see Josh all in, okay? I mean, mm -hmm. he he knows her lie. Now he is lying for her. And he even goes the ultimate commitment to a relationship to New Jersey with yes. her. Okay, let's talk about that Jersey episode. We are all obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, and we have a lot of questions about the Jersey episode. Okay, so... In the Jersey episode, Liza's friend, speaking of telling a lie to protect someone's feelings, her friend does the opposite and tells her the exact truth or maybe even just a harsh judgment about the fact that, you know, Josh is a boy toy, I think the term was, mm -hmm. and that she, you know, she needs to date somebody that she can take more seriously. And then she also has this weird um, non-scientific formula that she's come up with that we all have age spurts at different times and get ugly. Is that like, that's not scientifically proven, right? Uh, if you live long <laughs> enough. You might find otherwise. <laughs> but she basically, you know, she kind of poo-poos hers and Josh's relationship. So is this a case where, you know, maybe a friend should lie to her friend and not tell her the truth? Or is it important to tell your friend the truth about where you think the trajectory of the relationship is going? The, the, I'll just say one sentence. I think you should have a friend who tells you the truth. One. But maybe you don't need every single friend to tell you the honest truth every time. <laughs> but I think you need one. One. Donnie? Um, I wrote the age spurt, mm -hmm. uh, run and it's, my son has growth spurts and I have age spurts. Stop it. It's true. It's I a know. real thing. So I was really oh, thinking about it. if I were Liza's friend, I would say you look beautiful now, but you, if, do you want a partner for the rest of your life? Well, then don't play with the boy toy. Get Use this time now to find a real partner. Wait a second. So are you that friend that tells your friend that? I was that, yeah. Girl, no! I was the hard <laughs> truth friend from a loving place. Oh. From a loving place. Mm -hmm. Okay, but do you think her friend, now that we're approaching season five, do you think her friend's right? I have to say I'm so impressed with Josh. Right? As a character, the way we've written him. Um, he's, he's an exception, though. He's not yes. the rule. I and agree. And to me... This season, one of the most important parts of this season is doing the math. Doing the math. That relationship. Totally. It's great now, 40 and 27. Yep. What happens 20 years from now? What happens when he wants kids? Does it add up? When Sutton did that scene, when she was acting that scene, she was so upset. Mm -hmm. when, really? When she was talking about the math not working. And it really upset her. And it, Because Nico, the actor, Josh, the character, just wonderful human beings. And um, – I love – I have a 14-year-old son. I love writing this character who's romantic, who's honest, who accepts a woman who, for who she is. Yeah. And we don't have characters like that. No, we really don't. So to me, I'm very proud to create that character. And it, it changes my mind about – it changes my mind about the math. Well, I – 
I mean, the, you, the, I think Demi Moore and Ashley Kutcher are referenced in that scene. Yeah. Exactly. And that really should be just drive me crazy because I was like, what is she doing with him? He's going to leave her. And then he did. Yes. No, he was like, oh. But, you know, I mean, so I understand your your perspective from that way, too. I mean, yeah, it really – you are in a conundrum when it comes to a relationship like Liza's and Josh's, for sure. Um, on a lighter note, we have to know about the truffle butter mm. being written into this this episode, this storyline. Right. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. I still don't quite understand it, but I know I'm grossed <laughs> out. <laughs> One of our writers, Ashley Skidmore, walked into the writer's room with – a t-shirt on that said truffle butter. <laughs> so all of us that are over 30. Didn't we just said, what's that all what about? What is that? Yum. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Are you a chef? And she might have said, don't Google it in the moment. She did. Which, of course, only leads us to all who Google don't know. It. <laughs> uh, Wait, why was she wearing that T-shirt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she had it made or if she found it. Or oh. when you interview Ashley, she definitely. I her. am so writing a note down right now. She <laughs> was the. Yes. <laughs> the only acceptable reason to wear that T-shirt is if you think it's actual, like a delicious thing you put on steak. No, no, she knew it was a rap lyric, and yes. she's she's provocative. She's oh. gonna walk in like. Ask me about truffle butter. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that we loved in that scene was the um, obsession with their trellis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where did that come from and why? Where did it come from? It came from when Liza sees her friends in New Jersey. They're going to invite her over. So we thought, why? Why should they invite her over? What Are they, are they having a barbecue? And Darren said, Maybe they want to show her their their trellis. Yes, <laughs> so that's right. And then we're saying, Darren, do you have a trellis yeah, in your up, yard? So. <laughs> and then we got to see a lot of beautiful pictures of Darren's beautiful trellis. Oh, he has a tre- so there we go. So Darren has a that's trellis right. yes. Yes. and yes. loves it as much as this couple with their trellis. Mm-hmm. Um, so a sad thing is that Josh and Liza actually do break up in this season because um, – basically her lie um, about, you know, she doesn't want to be a part of the New York Times article. Mm -hmm. And her lie and him lying for her makes him look like the bad guy. And it's like enough is enough, you know? Do you think that this is where Liza maybe could have thought of coming clean with Kelsey, like second time around in this season? I feel like once Millennial millennial is launched, she's stuck with the identity of being 26 or 7. But... I suppose you could always ask, why hasn't she told Kelsey? It certainly comes up in the writer's room a lot. Why doesn't she tell Kelsey now? Why can't she tell? I mean, you have to always ask yourself those questions. But did you feel like once the breakup with Josh occurs that it's time to tell Kelsey? Only, truthfully, not even for Kelsey as much as it was for Josh. Just because like, I felt so bad like he was being painted as such a bad guy. And the girls, I mean, yeah. uh, like Lauren and Kelsey came so hard at him. And justifiably so, right. as girlfriends do to protect their friend. Like, I was proud of them for being such good friends mm-hmm. to Liza. But then standing there and watching Liza, let him just go down in flames. I mean, my heart went out to Josh in that moment. And for, if nothing else, just to like, just to spare his name and come clean and be like, I can't. I love you guys. I have to tell you the truth. That's like, for me, I think that's where if I were Liza, that's when I would have told the lie to the two of them specifically and no mm. one else. Would I have been wrong? No, there's no wrong. I mean, she's just feeling her way through this situation that never she probably never expected to be in. So season two, she's still pretty new at it. Yep. Right? And also, well, he was keeping a secret for her. I mean, what do you think in general about keeping secrets for people? Is it something you like to do? Is it something you're willing to do? Do you have I people keeping it. secrets for you? I hate it. I hate it so I much. I hate when someone tells me a secret. <laughs> I, what's worse, having a secret, like your own, or actually like taking the burden on of somebody else's secret? 
personally, I'd rather have my own because then you can just keep it to yourself. Oh, or not, <laughs> and you're the only casualty. Right. But when someone tells me a secret, especially if they try to say, and don't tell Dottie, I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, you always <laughs> tell Dottie. No? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's a problem. No, this is, my, my rule is I, if my girlfriend's name is Taylor. Mm-hmm. Confusing. But if someone tells me Taylor's secret, I'm telling Taylor. You're telling right. Taylor's. right. You, I feel like you have to tell one person the secret. You just can't keep it. Mm-hmm. You need one person just to... So, Dottie, oh. who's your person? <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It depends on the secret. Like, I have one secret. What, I can't say what it is. But I had to say it outside of the circle of anyone who would know that person. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you, like, made a new friend on, like, Facebook. <laughs> You're like, a new friend has to tell you. from high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, secrets are... But I do think in regards to Lauren and Kelsey, um, I mean, knowing the secret... You can't tell Lauren unless you want it to go wide. That's so true. She's incapable of keeping. She's a not. A, she's not a secret keeper. Can't, can't keep any of her own secrets. Mm-mm. Has to tell the world about every detail. Yes. 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 <laughs> also, she'll slip you some ecstasy. So that's not going to help matters. Is that season right. two? One. <laughs> no, one. No one. Oh God, she's bad real early on. Um, now going back to Liza. So, as much as I disagree with her not, you know, defending Josh in that moment. I did kind of feel like this was a. I felt like season two was a moment for Liza to be a little bit selfish, and I mean that as a compliment or in a good way because I think so many women, especially like Liza, for example, I mean specifically, she gives up her career to be a mom, she gives up everything to be a good wife, and then you know it kind of blows up in her face. So, at what age are women allowed to be selfish? You know, should we be more selfish, less selfish? This idea of you know putting you first, which Liza does a lot of actually in season two, which maybe isn't a bad thing. She's also an empty nester. That's so true. Very recent. She has the freedom nest. to be a little more selfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time she was home with Caitlin, being a mom, she had to put Caitlin first. And she still does in her life. Whenever she's, she's around. Yeah. Right. But it's not a daily a, a daily occurrence. Yes. Also in this season, a lot of happens in season two. There's yes. a lot of craziness going on. And a lot of lies, also lies that aren't Liza's, like Kelsey and Thad. This is when Kels, or this is when Liza finds out that Thad is cheating with his assistant mm-hmm. in the bathroom stall. Very romantic. Yes. <laughs> I like that detail. Stall rabbits. Stall, stall rabbits. rabbits. Oh, there's just so many gems in the season. Um, now, what would you do? Talk about a secret. If you had that secret, would you tell? Uh, would you tell Kelsey? Or what would you do what Liza did with Thad? I would tell. You would just tell Kelsey. No, I would do what Liza did. Yeah, say you tell her or I will. I like that. Actually, ever since that episode, I use that. Um, whenever I have to give advice to people on my radio show, I'm always like, "Well, in younger season two, <laughs> I swear." <laughs> I always say, "Tell the person I'm gonna tell them the truth unless you do," because I think that that's that's the perfect that's the perfect way of getting out of it unscathed. Until someone gets hit by a beam. Right. Yes. Why did you guys decide to end Thad's <laughs> life like that? It was brutal. Is it karma? So was many... it just so dramatic? Or is it just like a fear of every New Yorker? I was looking up at the sky a lot after I saw that episode. Yeah. Well, we we definitely read a lot of construction accidents. Yes. One happened two days before we shot. No. Right. We already decided and planned and then it. And mm-hmm. we just wanted to be surprising because we don't do that kind of stuff in the show. No, never. And it was so shocking yeah. and fast and loud. Yeah, And we had we had one take where there was um, 
a special effect where a little bit of like blood and spray came back in her face and it was too graphic we couldn't I was going to say did I did I block that out of my <laughs> no. mind no we couldn't use it it was just too much but we we wanted to do something that would be kind of shocking to the audience and then not do that anymore right. for the show not oh the show is going in this direction where they're going to be big enormous. because life is kind of like that it seems to buzz along in a certain pace and that when something shocking happens, yes. that's when it's a great story and you tell all your friends and you can't believe it. And you're So we really wanted to have something very surprising. I think oh, it, it also- worked, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> I was shocked uh, by holy hell. I think it also was, um, you know, scary to do on some level that there was a lot of, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? Are we- should we? Should we? What like, was the there hesitation? Was something- because it's un- unusual for a romantic comedy and it's different for what we had done before. But I remember one thing about season two was that we um, would come up with something that the room kind of liked or even really liked. And someone else would point out, oh, it's a little bit like what we did in season one in episode whatever. And you'd realize like, yes, we're we're following our own patterns. And Darren and other shows I've worked on, some leaders want to follow they, a pattern. If, if they ain't broke, <laughs> yes. don't fix they it. They want right. to repeat season one. or uh, And Darren never wanted to do that. So I think there was something exciting about doing something so different here at the end. Instead of a big kiss at the end of season two, what about this? It's just some straight up scary silence. It was so impactful. It was yeah. really, really good. I love that episode. Um, and then, of course, at uh, Thad's funeral, Liza and Josh reconnect. They have morning sex. Clever. Mm-hmm. Who wrote that? That was a Dar- – I remember Darren saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and this is also the season where the love triangle officially begins. Yep. Officially, officially begins. Did we know that season two was going to be where this love triangle hits hard? Or was it kind of just something that you guys – you know, especially now knowing that Darren wanted seasons to be so different. Mm-hmm. Was it kind of like a last-minute decision? It evolved. I feel like Charles, the second he walked on screen and there was a boss and there was that suit and there was this handsome man is starting the love triangle. In season one, just the first time he walked on screen, it was for everyone. But he was her boss. Right. That's not appropriate. Now, suddenly at the end of season two. He's no longer her boss. No, he's not. No, she's working in a department store in the Paramus Mall. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he comes in there and he gives her the biggest smooch in the world. Yep. Yep. You can feel it in your gut. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was good. So now we're officially into a love triangle. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's the thing that season two brought was millennial print and the triangle. Yep. That was two big things that are still going to play out in season five. That's... I know, right? Yet unaired, but. I know. I want to. I want to ask you so many questions, but I'm trying to be good and not ask any <laughs> questions about season. I heard a rumor about season five. So the end of episode one of season five ends the way a season would end. It's right. a big reveal. Yeah, but really. I think so. It, tell me what it is. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I just think when some, when 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 the viewer sees episode one, they'll know what season five is going to be about. Like it kicks off a season. As much as you're right, it is like a an ender, but yes. the fact that it's number one in season five indicates like this is where we're going this season. So you said Darren likes a lot of surprises. So yes. are we we're so we're, so is season five gonna kind of just like blow all of our No, it won't be like a a, a crazy surprise in that way. It'll Donnie's be turning ve- her head. Be very I think it's very much I think it's surprising. 
surprising. I don't mean to disagree with my husband <laughs> on the podcast here. Can we pause? We need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Side combo. But you think it's going to be blow people's minds. I, I do. So, I know that also, I feel like season, well, season two started this, and then season three was a lot about this, but this whole idea of Team Josh and, you know, and Team Charles. Do you guys, is that done? Are you over Team Josh, Team Charles, or do you still have an affinity for one or the other? We still talk about it in the room. Do you really? Yes. Really? Yes. All the time. And where? And so wh- what's the percentage? Is it split? It's is changing it- all the time, I think, because we're getting to know each of these characters, the two men. I feel like we know Liza to some degree, but... We're learning about Josh and Charles. Every woman over 40 I know is Team Charles. Totally. And every younger woman is Team Josh, and they cannot understand each other's point of view. They Can, can I try? Yes. I think I know. Because I, okay, so I was Team Charles because the logical part of my brain was working, but I am Team Josh. So I was married to a man for five years, and then we got a divorce. And then I fell in love with my friend who is a girl mm-hmm. named Taylor, and my life got turned upside down. So I have to tell you... And I love Charles so much, and he makes so much sense for Liza. And I love Brownstone, so that's like really leaning me towards Charles. However, <laughs> Liza and Josh give me so much hope for like there always being a, like a true second chance, and you can like you can be the I don't know you're in control of your own destiny type of a thing. So I personally like Josh and Liza represent Taylor and Taylor, so I can't help but root for Josh and Liza. Did I get you? Yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah, That's... and so, but I feel, but but why do you think there is this like like deep split? So forty plus are Charles, and twenty and younger are Josh, and or even thirty and younger. I, I had one of my niece said to me, "Well, I don't want her to go with Charles because look at those boring old people that he hangs out with." Damn. That was her. Like she's gonna go hang out with those boring old people and <laughs> at his stuffy parties. <laughs> You're like, guess what? When you're in your 40s, you're really tired. And that sounds so appealing. (laughs) But Eric Eric said this once. I think it makes a lot of sense that when you think about Josh in the moment, right now, Josh makes sense. Right. And like you said, when you use the intellectual part of your brain and you think of the future. Yeah, long term. Charles makes sense. So it's the moment or or not the moment. Right. Exactly. it's split in the writer's room, too. There are people who go each way and some who change. Don't yeah. How do, how do we get people? First of all, I feel like we're like talking about a jury room, like in a really big court case. True. And I love this because that's, that's what I eat up. So how do people sway people from one side to the other? Like, have you seen tactics go down? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> they, they say that your, your age makes you gender biased. Okay. And, and, and you have – or. Your age makes you biased. Yes. So you're seeing Liza in a particular gender role. Yes. Which is appropriate for she should be with someone a little bit older. Yep. And she should left being with children. Well, why don't you shake your head up and like a snow globe yes. and t- try to think differently? What if it's that the woman could be a little older than the man? And what if it's they don't have children? Why don't you? Why don't you get out of your bias yes your age bias so then they so they they age guilt you and so then you flip to their side <laughs> yeah. sometimes the most persuasive person in the room can can change your mind in the moment yeah my mind anyway i'm not committed one way or the other you're not team you're your team just like whatever makes the storyline flow I, in that day's work <laughs> somewhat i do remember being in this maybe season one anecdote but 
I remember when we were preparing for season one and getting all the stories together and planning this romance for Josh and Liza that was going to be a big part of season one, being kind of like nervous or confused about what will be his draw to her when he doesn't really know her age and doesn't, how's it going to work, basically? And then on probably like day one or two of coming out and shooting it in New York and just seeing the way Nico looks at Sutton. Oh, melt. There's almost no words required. Like he just adores her. The character he has his character adore yeah. her character with such clear, beautiful, like goosebump. I have goosebumps. Of, I have goosebumps. Yeah. As we're talking about, I have goosebumps. And it all became, but for me, uh, too logic oriented, I didn't understand it until I saw it and then saw how he looks at her and like, oh, okay, I get it now. And I get, as a result, why wouldn't you want to right. be inside that gaze and be adored by this beautiful man? And then it's heart versus head, really. Like, as we're talking about it, it's like becoming so clear. And so what? So what's the decision you make for life? Head or heart? I've been in both. Mm-hmm. I went with head. I'm divorced. I went with heart. <laughs> yes. I guess we'll see. I changed my sexuality. <laughs> you know, I I hope it works out because I don't know. I don't know who I am if this relationship doesn't work out. But it really is. It's, it's heart versus head. So what do you think? It it really is heart versus head, and we still are wrestling in the writer's room. And there's, you know, there's the world where you're not going to choose between either one. Right. I don't know. There's there's other options, or but we. This is our constant discussion, and that's one of the great things about working with Darren Starr is he doesn't have it set in stone. He doesn't. He's, He's letting it evolve. We cast guest actors. We see new chemistries. We observe how certain storylines work and don't work, and we adjust. So would you say season two had a beginning point definitively and a definitive end point or no, not at all? It was like a wild, wild ride through season two in terms of writing it for you guys. Definitely a wild ride. Wow. What we, was We blew up the bomb of jo- Josh Knows the Truth in, at the end of season one. And yep. we didn't know how we were going to get through You had through no this. idea. Were you guys having sleepless nights over that? <laughs> <laughs> how will we determine what's going to happen next? Yep. And what was one of the hardest decisions you had to make in season two? I think when the one you just talked about at Kelsey's birthday, when they are trashing Josh and Liza has to sit there and be quiet. She's That was a really tough one. We had a lot of division over that. And also one of the, um, one of the ways I feel I can tell if a scene is working uh-huh. is after Sutton does the take, she goes... I'm, I'm wincing. I'm she making a wincing. wincing face, and she oh, and she feels it, and she feels bad. I, I, I can tell the You're audience like, is going to feel a it. Lot. Yeah, yep. <laughs> oh, Sutton's upset. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I feel like she's so connected to Liza, so that makes so much sense. And then what happens when you guys are like really locking horns in the writers' room in terms of like which path you're going to go? Like, do you flip a coin? <laughs> How do you determine no. which way it's going to go? No, we have a great leader who encourages conflict or dissent or let's all talk it out. Uh-huh. But we all know that he needs to be the one to make the decision. And, Ultimately. And he makes great decisions because they're never forever. They're f- they're for this episode and they're for next episode. But I don't think Darren has it settled in his head. 
oh, this is where the end of the show for certain will be by the time the series is over. I don't think he intended for there to be a love triangle when he was working on the pilot or even season one. Really? No. Can I get a little bit more dish on that? I think he's feeling his way through. It's kind of a great thing to be a part of because it's not settled. And because when you ask a question, well, heart or head or the future or the present, I think Darren's answer is, yeah, what do you think? I mean, He's it's like, not, there won't be, there's no answer key. No. It's, um, you're going to wrestle this question. We all do all of our lives, right? You you don't get the answer. So Darren's just really going, I mean, would you refer to it as going on as gut? It's, it's like a gut feeling? It's gut. And you, the character of Charles was not in the pilot. So crazy to me. Mm-hmm. He came along in episode three. Right. And we just wanted a boss character. And we thought, wouldn't it be funny for Liza to be around this eligible man who's going through divorce, but she can't reveal who she is because of her job. We just thought it was a delicious situation. But you guys didn't think, oh, love triangle season two. We didn't even have Peter as a regular, Peter Herman as a regular. That is so crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about being open to what comes through. That's another thing in the show. The New York guest cast is so extraordinary. Our, Our regular cast is Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. Like the characters that we just love to love. Mm -hmm. And just one after the other, the actors are incredible. Miriam Shore and Molly Bernard and Delicious. Just amazing. Yes. I am constantly surprised by the New York guest cast that we get. Um, We're having um, Laura Berlanti um, Mm -hmm. uh, this week. Uh, Season five. Yeah. Even the woman who plays Michelle, that wouldn't have been such a memorable encounter without her delivering it so. Yep. Great. And Sutton receiving it so beautifully, painfully, that whole scene, that whole uh, episode where she and Michelle are back and forth is so a- amazing performance, I thought, for Sutton the whole way through. She just shows so many layers of feelings, I think, Sutton does, Ugh. throughout the show. When you talk about this or that, this or that, well, those are two things that... Sutton she always has to, to show. Struggle. Yes. Yes. Her, yeah, her two feelings at once, and often without words. Le- two, with just two, her face. Just her face. And, yep. And you feel it. Chills again. See. Yep. This, is, this is all that happens to me with younger. Just chills. Good. I think my hair it must be growing twice as quickly. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that this idea of going with your gut? Do you think that this is something that like myself, the audience, should actually internalize and use in their own life as well? Or does Darren have a very special gut? Hmm. Well, I think I, everyone should. I, I just I believe in gut instinct. Yes. I think we have that, especially female intuition. Sorry to exclude the boys, right. but I do think that that it's such a real thing. Like anytime I have knock on with my gut, and I'm telling you, like that pit in your stomach feeling, and I don't go with it, I'm like, shoot! Mm. Yeah. It always ends up biting me in the booty. You yes, know? Does definitely. it change over time though? Might you have one feeling, and then a week later. The opposite? Well, I'm completely insane, so I'm constantly questioning myself. Hour by hour. So my gut is always, my gut's fighting my gut. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to ask, too, because we're talking so much about Darren being this amazing leader. Is working with Darren unlike working with a lot of other people in Darren's position? Like, is he like, is he just so like, like, I don't even know the word, like open and flowing and, and trusting and, you know, team player. Is that like a rarity to find in this industry? Almost everything about I feel working for Darren has been rare and wonderful. Like the things we've already discussed, the the generosity that he gives to everybody to pipe in and and chime in, and his patience for listening to us. Uh, 
when maybe he has decided in his mind, but right. he's going to keep listening anyway. And- <laughs> well, I think also what Darren does, which is extraordinary to me, is he hires well and then lets people do their job. Damn. That's a life lesson right there. Yep. Season one, I remember Darren said, oh, I'm flying off to L.A. for the weekend. It's a Thursday, so just going to leave the set on, on its own. First season on a Friday, everyone's kind of exchanging surprised looks. and But he said, these are all really good people. They know what they're doing. Oh, my God. He's King Delegator. Yeah. Which is like the number one thing that most people struggle with. Yep. You know? Wow. He's got got all figured out that Darren star. Well, I think (laughs) we we are so lucky to have, you know, stumbled into his playpen here, but also to have met him at a time in his life where he has so much experience that he knows when he's needed and when he's not. We're – where we joke around that when you are down on the set or at location and you're watching something that you just never know when he's going to appear also at your shoulder and put on some headphones and you didn't know he was coming, but he always is there at the perfect moment to see a rehearsal of the crucial scene, give his opinions, and then he disappears again. He's you a know, fairy like, godfather. He has a spidey sense of all the <laughs> <set>. Yes. <laughs> we were at this restaurant, Egg, in Brooklyn once. All the writers were eating and discussing and and Darren just goes, I think they're going to be on the crane shot. And he come, walks two blocks over to the set, and the crane's just getting shot set up. Stop. And he wanted to see that. He, He's done it often enough that it's just ingrained in him. You can't ask him, like, hey, on Tuesday, where do you think you'll be at 2 p.m. or something? Right. But he he just knows where he needs to be. Um, I, I can't think of a time where we're like, where's Darren, damn it? Like, he's he's got an amazing um, rhythm in his mind or just – maybe from all the episodes of television he's produced. Well, it makes sense why the show is so freaking amazing because you guys are all amazing, really. It, it's 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 what you guys are doing as a collective team that makes the show so just incredible. I say that to people all the time. The chemistry that the cast has is so important. It's so crucial. Yep. But the chemistry that the writers have together. Oh, yeah. It's like it's cast, crew, writers. It's everybody. And you guys have like this. It's like a family. I feel it. I can feel just talking to the two of you. Yeah, it is. When we go to the stage, we can pers- we sense it from season one that it's it th- yeah they they care about each other they like each other they want to be together and that's so hard to maintain when they're doing twelve to sixteen hour days yep. over and over again. I, I, that's maybe that's all of them putting it in equally, but I imagine it starts with Sutton, yeah, and um, and doesn't stop no all the way through the the call sheet. Well, so I've have I, I have hijacked this season to recap by asking you a million questions about the writers' room. Oh, sure. So just real quick to just do a little recap for anybody who is you know looking to understand what happens in season two. So from your perspective, guys, season two, what are the like the highlights that we need to know? Just right off the top of your for head, for me, it's the the saga of millennial print beginning. Saga love uh, that. What it, a great storyline! It bonds Kelsey and Liza. It puts them shoulder to shoulder. It raises Kelsey's career up. It gives her this opportunity to shine for the next couple seasons uh-huh. or not or fail uh-huh. as season two starts right off with a hiccup with that Jade character. Oh, I love Jade. Right? I so love to loathe Jade. Yeah. She's <laughs> it, so naughty. I, get, I mean, it's the best. And the triangle for me for is also season love two. triangle. But I think that Jersey episode, which we didn't write. I mean, Dottie contributed in that age spurt speech for sure. And everybody contributes to every episode. But I thought that episode was just one of the the best ones of the year. Yeah, it was amazing. 
What were your headlines from season two? I agree. The creation of millennial print. Yep. Kelsey's career, the lie, having to deepen because of that. Mm -hmm. Figuring out the math with Josh. Yes. And the beginning of the love triangle. And the beginning of the love triangle. Yep. Amazing. Well, season two, we loved you oh so much. And uh, you guys, you're, we're going to have like 15,000 seasons of Younger, right? Promise? So. That's what we hope. Me hope too. So. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. And I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, second recap, season two. More to come. And thanks for hanging with us. Bye. Bye.